Pam. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Team Get Over It. We're an all-female team participating in the greatest motoring adventure on the planet. The Mongol Rally. We'll be driving 10,000 miles across mountains, deserts, and unknown terrain. And along the way, we hope to spread our feminist and environmental ideals. Join us here as we share our stories, thoughts, and interviews as we get ready for the Mongol Rally 2021. Hello, welcome back everybody. Hey, how are you? We're back here with episode two of the Get Over It podcast, and we have something really fun planned for you today. Mm, Excellent fun. So basically what we're going to do is we found this random question generator, and we're just going to ask each other and answer these insane, possibly totally unrelated (laughs) questions in order to help you get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, so let's get started. I am going to click generate a question and let's see what comes up. Okay, Caitlin, Mm -hmm. what board game do you like the most? Oh, I got to say my, okay, so actually I used to, it used to be kind of like our Sunday ritual and my roommates and I would invite like a married couple friends of ours over to our house and we would drink alcohol and eat snacks and just play like so many board games we had like this huge chest just filled with board games um so of course like Catan the Settlers of Catan is like a huge Mm. yeah that's a classic but I gotta say I think my favorite that I was always really excited to play and eager to play even though I very rarely won (laughs) um is probably Lords of Waterdeep I don't think I've ever heard of that game yeah and it's really it's funny because there's a board game cafe here that actually has it in English which is incredible but uh it's it's based on uh, World of Warcraft, I guess, or at least there's like, there's one town in World of Warcraft called Waterdeep. And, but instead of like playing as the adventurers, you're playing as like the NPC lords of the city. So basically what you're trying to do is that you accept quests um, and you're trying to like fulfill these quests. And like when you you gain points by doing this Um, and there's also like a really fun expansion for it, which gives you, I think like corruption points if I'm not mistaken which kind of like negative points at the end of the game so like if you do something kind of like evil or a little bit like nefarious then you'd get these points um or like you would be able to sabotage like another player by making them take those points Ugh, it's just a lot of fun that sounds like a lot of fun that sounds like a game I would really enjoy yeah, it's actually, it's awesome. Like, I feel like pretty nerdy, but like, <laughs> it, and you know what, it's like, I saw it, I saw it at the other like board game cafe and I really wanted to try it. Um, but I was just kind of like, oh, are my friends going to think that I'm lame because I like this game? But <laughs> but everybody really likes it. It's actually just like genuinely a fun game. What we should mm. do, we should, mm. for the Mongol Rally, pick like one or two games that are like easy to play like anywhere, oh. camping or whatnot. And just bring a yes. game like that. Because I think that would be super fun. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Okay, we're 1,200% playing Skipbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to have to explain I'm that sorry, to I me too. It. What is this? That was, Skipbo is like super easy. It's just, it's like, it's like a Canadian classic. A lot of Canadian people play this game. Um, but it's just, it's a card game. And like, all you're doing really is you're counting to 12. So you have like, you've got a deck of cards that you keep face down and then you flip the top one and you're just trying to like, and there's a couple of like piles in the middle around the deck. Uh, and you're just trying to like build up those piles. And then whenever you can play the, play the top card off your face down deck. And then the winner is whoever gets rid of their own deck of cards. Okay. This sounds actually vaguely familiar. And I'm wondering if I played it with you at one point. 
I think so. Cause I, I think, I think I had a deck. I think my mom sent me a deck at one point, but I have since sent it home or lost it. I can't, I don't know. I don't know where, I don't have it now. Um, but it's one of, it's also one of my favorite games. It's just really simple, easy to explain. Uh, perfect for, uh, perfect for road tripping. Actually, I used to play it with my friend that we went on the cross Canada road trip with. So we should definitely bring that one. Okay. That's perfect. We're going to bring that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Should I ask you, are you ready for one? Yeah, I'm ready. Ask away. All right. So here we go. My, your question is if you were offered the position of mayor of your city, would you take it? (laughs) Um, yeah, I think I would. But yeah. only because of current events. Mm. And it's what I was telling you yesterday. And I'll sort of briefly recap. So I live in a city in California, which mm. has a council of mayors that alternate um, who's in the mayoral position. And there was supposed to be an election recently that the council decided to cancel and just sort of unanimously re-elect themselves um yeah which has been sort of like the scandal of like the small suburban town i'm living in um so yeah if i was offered mayor mayorship i would take it Mm. just so i could go in there and get rid of the people in power take down the man Mm. from the inside from the inside i like until i become the man Do you believe, do you believe that all the power would go to your head and ultimately corrupt you? You know, maybe, <laughs> but no, I, I don't think so. I think I'm like way too liberal for that. Way mm. too left. Yeah. Way too Bernie Sanders. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what question I have for you. Mm. Okay. Ooh very timely okay if you could rid the world of one disease what would it be oh uh if i could rid the world of one disease what could it be i think it would be heart disease interesting not covid no i know i know <laughs> it's just like, that's so very because i think i think like I mean, honestly, like COVID is horrible, um, but it's like, it's a virus though. So, I mean, we already have the capabilities. It's going to take a while, but in order to like, just make a vaccine. And then once that happens and it's like more or less taken care of, as long as people take the vaccine, anti-vaxxers, come on. But like, you know, then that's not, that's not too bad, but like something that we can't really control or prevent, I think is a better thing to just rid the world of, you know? So, uh, and I'm just trying to think of something that's like really prevalent. And the thing too is like heart disease. I think sometimes, well, heart disease and like hypertension, they call it like the silent killer Mm. because many people don't even realize that they have those problems and then just suddenly they die. And especially like men and in my life personally, like I've known, well, I mean, like my, my father died of heart disease, um, but like even young people too. So there was like uh, one of my sister's friends from high school died of heart disease when he was like 23 um, or we think it's heart disease I think like I think the autopsy was kind of like inconclusive for a while I'm not sure if they got results at, on that one yet but um and then like the really handsome barista <laughs> at my local coffee shop also died 26 heart disease 
Um, and like these people are not overweight, like they're healthy people. It's just, you know, this has happened. Um, and like my, my best friend's brother um, also died when he was 23 from like a heart disease problem. So and these are, that's just people that I know, like personally in my life. Right. So I'm thinking like it's a it's probably really widespread. Um, I think what is it like six? I read an old statistic one time. It's like six million people are living with heart disease in the United States, but it's probably higher than that. Uh, and then, like I said, like many people don't even realize that they have heart problems until, you know, they die. Uh, and an autopsy reveals that. So I think, yeah, heart disease. Oh, I didn't realize hmm. it was that pervasive, especially in the young population. Yeah, lots of young guys. Oh, and I think there's one more. Um, there was a guy who graduated the year after me. So he was like a year younger than me or, and he died of heart disease too. When he was like 20 or 19, like he was really young. This is making me want to go to a doctor to get my heart checked out. It's more, it's, I mean, it's more common in men. Um, but I mean, the women do get heart disease and I think like in my family in particular, maybe it, it might be my area to be perfectly honest. Um, mm. I think, I think the rates are a little bit higher. Um, because it's just like it's a closed population and then like everyone's related to everybody because uh, it's because it's an island. So like my my grandmother has a defibrillator, not a pacemaker. She has like a built in defibrillator because like her heart will just kind of stop. Uh, and I think my one of my great aunts has a pacemaker. I think it's a pacemaker because her heart doesn't work very properly either. So. And like I said, like my grand or my dad died. And then I think my great grandfather also died pretty young from heart disease too. So it's just like, it's in our family. It's in like our blood. It's in the water <laughs> where I'm from. The ultimate, the ultimate thing to do, I guess, would just be to like poof, magic it away from the population. So that's what I would do. Mm, yeah. I think you would save a lot of hmm, lives. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, I have to ask you a question. Your turn. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a pretty like small question. Um, what's the size of your shoes? Oh, mm. what are the size of my shoes? Oh, intrigue. Well, I'm trying to think of the last time I bought a pair of shoes. Um, oh. You know what the last pair I think I bought mm -hmm. were the Birkenstocks in Korea two years ago. Oh, no way. Yeah. I think you were with me, right? Yeah I, yeah, I believe so. And we had to go to the um, ABC yeah, yeah. store and ask for king size <laughs> shoes. Big shoes. <laughs> One size. Which I think are, yeah, 250, I think. Yeah. Um, no, but in US sizes, at least, I tend to be an eight and a half. Mm. Oh, same as me. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we have same, nice. Same feet. Yeah, we do. Hmm. Actually, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, the long, long size. <laughs> now everyone knows my, nice. my shoe size. Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what oh. your question is. Ooh, your favorite day of the week. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, well, my favorite day of the week, maybe, maybe Thursday. Interesting. Why Thursday? So that's, a, that's an excellent question. So usually, I guess, at least on, on my schedule, Thursdays are pretty chill. So because I try to get everything kind of like out of the way earlier in the week, 
And then on the weekends, of course, like I'm usually like either doing something for get over it, like leading hikes or, or doing some other activity, uh, hanging out with friends, which is all very enjoyable. But actually, I don't really rest that much on the weekend because I'm busy doing other things. So I try to rest during the week. But even during the week, I have obligations like, you know, teaching and uh, like cleaning. I do my cleaning on weeknights instead of doing it on the weekend because I don't have time to clean on the weekend. And then like Wednesday night, I do tutoring. Like Monday, I might do shopping. Tuesday, I do my cleaning. Friday night, usually I have some kind of plans with friends, um, either like going to dinner or like drinking together or this weekend I'm going camping. So which only leaves really like Thursday. Thursday is kind of just like this whole, I guess, or void of activity where I can just do whatever I want, which is kind of nice. So probably Thursday. I know it's kind of a strange day. No, I think it's like, I like Thursday. I agree. Thursday, I think, is notoriously underrated. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But I think, like, <laughs> for me, it's like the day before Friday. Uh-huh. You just sort of, like, mentally know you're like, tomorrow thank is you. Friday. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, this is a pretty good one. Um, my question for you, next one is, what would you do if you were the lone survivor of a plane crash? <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Where did the plane crash? That's a great question. Let's say it crashed somewhere nice, like like a nice like tropical island somewhere. What would I do? So is anyone coming or do I have to survive? You'll have to survive. Let's say you'll have to survive for at least a month. Okay, at least a month. I can do that. So we're on a tropical island. First thing I would do, assuming that I'm uninjured, mm-hmm. get to high ground so I could sort of get a scope island is, mm-hmm. look for water, mm-hmm. try not to get killed by any animals. I mean, we're not mm-hmm. on the island and lost. There are no polar bears I have to worry about. Yeah, find water, coconuts. I would find oh, coconuts, coconuts because they're just so great. Like one, you can drink the water. Two, you can eat the coconut. Three, you can turn it into cutlery. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, like you open it, it's a bowl. Ah, oh. And, like, if you break it apart, you could sort of, like, make a makeshift spoon or, like, a scraper with it. Yeah, I guess I would, like, that's what I would do. Try to survive. Ooh, okay. Here we go. Your question. Mm -hmm. If you inherited or won a million dollars, what's the very first thing you would do with the money? Ooh, well, I mean, I'm a young person. And I am busy. And I actually, I mean, like, sometimes I complain about being busy, but honestly, I like being busy. And a lot of like the busy things that I do, I kind of like put on to myself. You know what I'm saying? So because I like having a full schedule, to be perfectly honest. So I would not retire, like I wouldn't stop working. And a million dollars these days is really not that much money. Um, But what I'm most like, as, as a young person, I'm most concerned about my retirement. Because I want to, I want to be able to retire like earlier than later from working, and then, uh, and I want to be able to be very comfortable in my retirement. Like I, like one of the, my worst fears, I think, is just being uh, like a poor elderly person, because mm. there's just like not that much support. And then, of course, like I'm not planning on having children or anything, and I only have one sister, so it's not like family can take care of me. So I would, I'd like, I'm trying to take care of myself in my old age. So honestly, I would probably buy myself a really nice shiny piece of jewelry. And and then I would invest the rest of it. I'm like, not surprised by that answer. Mm. I think that's exactly what I would have guessed you would do. 
I feel like okay. you're very responsible and savvy with your money. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Next question. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I feel like. Yeah. I don't not believe in Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> um, that's really hard. Okay, growing up, yes, I did. Um, I went camping a lot and actively looked for Bigfoot. As like mm -hmm. a 10-year-old, um, and I just feel like, you know, as a 26-year-old, I rationally know that there probably isn't a Bigfoot. But in my heart, I want there to be a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. So I'm just going to – what is – okay, so you know how, like, some people with, like, religion are like, you know, God may exist, not exist. I'm just sort of like it, – it could be either. That's how I feel about Bigfoot. Mm. Bigfoot might exist. Bigfoot might yeah. not exist. You know. So like, it's so like agnostic. You're agnostic about Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> big Bigfoot gnostic. Uh, <laughs> Bigfoot gnostic. Um, yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm. This is not one of the ones on the generator, but sort of related to what we're talking about. Do you believe in mm. ghosts? Absolutely. I don't, okay, but, but I know, because I don't, I, I'm a contradiction because, or my beliefs are contradiction because I, I believe in ghosts and I always grew up with ghost stories because my mom, and I believe her, like my mom says, like when she was growing up, her childhood home was haunted by a poltergeist. So like he would do things like, you know, opening cupboards, moving things around. Uh, she had a couple of like older sisters and like, so they would, and this is like in the sixties. So like they would wear like big, like rollers in their hair at nighttime. So they would wake up and the rollers would be out and like laid across the floor or the room or whatever. Right. And then she said, uh, but because she was like the youngest child, like she actually had a pretty good relationship with the poltergeist. Um, so it didn't really bother her very much, but it like caused a ruckus in like the rest of the house. And her parents had to get the house blessed every year just to kind of keep like the activity to a minimum. So like the priest would come and bless the house. And like my mom until this day, like still keeps holy water in the house just in case like a spirit shows up. And I was never allowed to play with things like like Ouija boards. And I'm sure if I have a deck of tarot cards and I'm sure if I like told my mom that I had that, she would like lose her mind. She was just like, you're going to summon demons, you know. So I think like growing up in this environment just kind of like made me believe in them. And then uh, like most of the people around me are like really superstitious as well. Like, you know, omens and like uh, like always like, you know, knocking on woods and kind of like making signs against evil and like throwing salt over your shoulder and like all that kind of stuff. Um, so I do believe in ghosts, but actually I don't believe in the afterlife. So I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. Um, I don't believe that people have souls actually. It's just, you know, we are who we are through like environment and like chemicals in our bodies. Like there's no such thing as like a soul. So my theory, <laughs> this is really stupid. My theory about like what ghosts are is so like the earth has a magnetic field. Yes. And then I feel like whenever, whenever somebody experiences something strong enough, like a strong enough emotion, um, especially if it's like, you know, traumatic, uh, then it kind of imprints itself into the magnetic field and, and of the, of the earth. And then that's why it kind of like loops on repeat. Cause it's just whatever's happening at that time. 
And then, you know, maybe if it's extremely strong, then maybe they're able to also manipulate objects. Uh, and then, but I also, I also read something that's pretty, or not read, but I, I heard of something that's pretty interesting. So like our eyes can actually only see a very like small amount of the spectrum, the light spectrum. So like, if you think, okay. yeah, so like, it's possible that there are like beings, it could just even be actual beings and not necessarily uh, human spirit spirits. I'm using quotation marks here, quote unquote spirits. Um, but it could just actually be like, a whole other life form that we just can't see because we don't, we can't see the spectrum that they're living on, I guess. But if we were like a mantis shrimp, you probably could see it, you know, cause they have like super duper eyes. So that's what I believe ghosts are. Huh. Yes. I feel like that gives like a whole new perspective to like when you're like changing alone in your room. Yeah. There could be, t- there, there might there, be a being you can't see. Absolutely. Just staring at you <laughs> and your naked bits. I mean, but I mean, chances are like, if we can't see them, maybe they can't see us either. Um, but it's, I mean, it's be really interesting to like consider the possibility that there's like a whole nother reality or like layer to this reality that we can't see. But then imagine that they can see us. Mm. But like to them, we're just these figures that go through their life, but never mm. respond in any way and maybe walk through them for all we know. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, like it's, it, it, there are differences in like humans eyes too. So like usually women are better, like we have more rods or cones, one of them. And then, so we're able to better see the color red than men are usually. Uh, and then and, like some women are better able to see like different colors of red than others. Actually myself, I, myself, a uh, blue, being able to see blue is kind of like a recent um, evolutionary development in, in like our lives. And there's very few animals that I can actually see blue. Um, and some people are better at seeing blue than others. I am actually not very good at seeing blue. Really? I, yeah, it's my favorite color, but I just discovered this recently. I took like, it was like a, anyway, I mean, I don't know how accurate it is, but it was a Buzzfeed color test and I got most of the questions wrong. Like I couldn't see, it, it was like, you know, those, uh, like the typical like color blindness yeah. tests with all the different, but you have to like see the image or the word, like within the whatever, I couldn't see most of them. And it was a, like, yeah, and it was a blue test. And I was like, uh. oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I think people who like claim to be able to see ghosts or communicate with ghosts are probably people who just like, for whatever reason, like some miracle of genetics, maybe can like better discern these like invisible beings than the rest of us. Huh. Anyway, just my, just my take, just my take. <laughs> just like adding some like supernatural theory. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but with science though, but with science. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, that's super interesting. Yeah, but what about you? So you believe in ghosts, but what's your what's your ghost theory? Yeah, I believe in ghosts. I don't know if I really have a theory on it. Mm. Um, I just have had encounters mm. that I can't explain. Mm. Um, yeah, I sort of think, and I think I may have described to you in the past. I feel that our world is sort of there's like an energy that binds everything you know there's an energy that connects us to each other to animals to trees and there are certain points in time when you might feel that whether it's like at the top of a mountain you're looking around and you just get this feeling like yes like like I feel connected to like everything I'm seeing right now and so I feel like you had a really thought out scientifically (laughs) explained theory for what ghosts are um I kind of, I'm with you on, like, the 
traumatic events, I think, create imprints in places. Like, I think you can go somewhere and you can feel the energy. And, like, I think it happens for both strong emotions that are both good and bad. I think you go someplace. Like, so, like, for example, I once went to this temple in Thailand in the mountains and you sort of, like, walked up the stairs. And as you were going there, you could just sort of feel that the energy shifted and it just became something that was super light and uplifting. Mm. And I think it's like a place that like since its creation has just been sort of love, like loving energy. Mm. And like you could feel that when you're walking in. And I think, I mean, obviously like, the same is true for other situations, like where a traumatic event happens somewhere. I think like when you go to that place, you can sometimes still feel the energy of that trauma there. So mm. yeah, that's sort of my take. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I totally agree with you on that, especially places having certain energies. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I don't know. I think like people are kind of like, so, some people are more sensitive than other people to that. Uh, and then, but also I think everybody does have like at least some kind of like basic capability, I think of sensing feelings mm. and like sensing feelings and like energies and, and whatever. Cause I mean, everybody talks about that sometimes like, Oh, I got a weird feeling or I thought somebody, I thought I felt somebody watching me or I just like, I, even like the, the kids these days, they say vibe, right? I like the vibe of that Yeah, place. no, that's so true. Yeah. Hmm. But cool. this has been fun. It's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed answering the questions. Yes. And I hope you learned something weird about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning in again. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's always a pleasure, of course. And catch us next time. Bye. That's it for today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, please support this work by subscribing and donating to our cause at www.teamgetoveryit.com. Donors get access to specific content like stickers, t-shirts, and postcards from our journey. You can donate for as little as $5 and the benefits build from there. Go to our website for more info. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Team Get Over It. Thanks for listening. And catch us next time on Get Over It.